0: Alright guys, welcome to the 35th episode of Below the Bar.
1: In this episode, expect to find out about the things we've been up to during our first week in Austin, what happens in Joe Rogan's secretive comedy club, and why Eddie gets overwhelmed in a sauna full of Americans.
0: Let's get into it. What's happening, guys? Before we get into the episode, we want to help you out. In case you didn't know, when we're not gobbing off in Eddie's bar, we're actually online coaches.
1: We are indeed. And as a former Royal Marines commando, Harry spends his time helping people physically prepare for life in the military. And I can guarantee he'll get you through any arduous course you can throw at him. Isn't that right, chef? Bang on, Rex. And if you're tired of looking and feeling like
0: shit, then let Eddie help you take back control of your life. He used to be a fat sack, and
1: now he looks like a Greek god. That could be you. If you want to transform how you look, perform, and feel, then get in contact with us. The link will be in the description. Hello, and welcome to Austin, Texas. We're in. We promised
0: you all of last year that we were going to make some moves, and uh, here we are in our humble abode. You might notice the um, camera quality has increased, that's because we've... uh, We've stolen a camera off someone else. <laughs> yeah,
1: we've, we've commandeered our dear dear friend and housemate Jim Galvin's camera, so the production quality's gone up. But at some point, it may die.
0: Yeah, so there might be a cut in the middle somewhere, but you won't notice because we're seamless editors these days.
1: Yeah, and Garage Band is uh, decided to be temperamental as well, so that might wrap at any given opportunity. Yes,
0: yeah, so there's a lot. We're spinning a lot of plates here today, so uh, we'll see how we get on. Anyway, the um. Subject of today's podcast as you might imagine is um Austin, Texas.
1: Yeah, so we're going to do a bit of we're going to do a bit of a housekeeping episode because we haven't checked in with you for a while yeah, a little, and a lot's happened. A little weekly check-in. Yeah. So uh, where do you want to start? Well, we're obviously going to do our, our
0: segments. So we're going to go through Helmet of the week and then at the end we'll finish off with the normal ones. Uh but the meat of the podcast will just be basically we have both brought three positives and three negatives of Austin, Texas so far been here what like 10 days yeah just over a week now so we're kind of getting a lay of the land a bit yes yeah, so we had last week to kind of settle into a routine uh and across that time obviously we've figured out some things we like some things we don't like so we both brought to the table three positives and negatives and we're going to go through them as we go um the three negatives were far easier for Eddie to come by than me um but, but we'll get into that so if we go through helmet of the week first do you want to introduce your Bezioppo? <laughs>
1: Yeah, so Helmet of the Week is a bloke who likes to go by the name of Joshua Jesus. Helmet of the Week. And this
0: is, he's not like Spanish either, in in terms of like Jesus. He actually thinks he's called Jesus. this,
1: This bloke genuinely thinks he's the second coming of Christ, which... At face value, is delusional, but then when you actually talk to him, you realise he's completely crackers.
0: Yeah, having met him and spoke to him, he's definitely not the second coming of Christ. No, so, uh, this,
1: so this guy's a member of the gym that we're now a member of, which we will probably talk about later, but he's like your kind of stereotypical kind of, I don't know, hippie American, isn't he?
0: Yeah, so we should say that our first encounter with Jesus was, <laughs> came about when we were training and this guy was walking around the gym. Okay. Picture this scene: no shoes, no shoes, weight vest. He wasn't doing a specific workout; he was just walking around in a weight vest. Added cardio. Added cardio. Aviators on. So inside, like proper fucking Tom, like Tom Cruise aviators on. Um, again, not doing anything; just wandering around the gym. He probably was there for about four and a half hours. We he was there when we were there. He there when we got there, and he was still there when we left.
1: He just fucking stinks the gaff out all the and he, time. He just
0: accosts people
1: with his fucking hippie
0: bullshit. So he's he's very, very much like, I feel like insecure. So he's trying to get like attention from people. And the way he does that is just to be eccentric. And so he, he you know, he's dressed in weird stuff. He's got fucking something. So everyone's looking at him, for better or for worse. And so we were training. So again, we'll get into the gym in a bit. But like there's a back room, which is like a sports performance room where people go for like PT and stuff. And we were training in there in there at the end of this session and he was on the sled one he remember yeah and he was just he, again in a foot, in a weight vest doing sled pushes which is interesting at the best of times um, and halfway through his sled he sled like lane or whatever he would just like scream do
1: you yeah. remember that I can't get, if we need to qualify Joshua Jesus actually because like we've had some helmet the week so we're kind of like genuinely kind of like nasty people oh yeah the, true. this bloke he's not like an aggressive horrible bad person he's just too over facing
0: yeah, yeah. Certainly, if you come from the UK as well, because like Americans, initially are quite overfaced anyway. But he's like the most American of American com- that you yeah, can get. Yeah. So,
1: I mean, he is literally like a meme.
0: Yeah, but he's a super. Like, he's a super nice guy actually. Yeah. To talk to.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh,
0: yeah, I mean, uh, so we we met him initially in the sauna. He invited us to his comedy club as like VIP guests or whatever. So it, it's like because again, he wants to be kind of in with
1: everyone. Yeah, he's offering people stuff and that
0: kind of thing. I mean, and then, but, like,
1: but look, again, how genuine is this? Is it just superficial? We don't know really because we don't actually know him. Well, we way. haven't
0: we haven't took him up on the offer yet. But me and Jim were saying that we're going to go. So it's called the Secret Show, which sounds ominous. Um, it's it the, sounds it's on, like they've
1: it sounds like they've given him that show to shut him up, but they don't actually want anyone to attend it. So it's it's Thursday nights. So we're going to go this Thursday night.
0: We, have, we haven't told Eddie about this. yet Oh, that's good. i have been roped in something live on air. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so so that's the, that's helmet of the week. And again, you're right. He's not like a total helmet, but he's just um,
1: he's just overbearing,
0: quite overbearing.
1: Yeah, yeah. All right, okay. Well, that's it. that yeah, was a so good kind we, of window into our first week.
0: Yeah. Well, you we should say that everything this week is going to be Austin Texas based. Uh, hence why Joshua Jesus was helmet of the week and not someone else who you know probably could have been more. Qualified. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot going on in the news. It could have been. Could have been anyone. Could have been anyone, but we made it about us, yeah. as per... As usual. Yeah. Uh, okay, so, as I mentioned, we're going to go through positive and negatives. Do you want to go through negatives first, then we can end on a positive? Yeah. Well, okay. I mean, well, you can see
1: mine. Yeah, well, that's the... not very good.
0: So, I'm trying not to read them, even though I have. <laughs> right.
1: I'm trying not to read them, even though I'm staring at the screen <laughs> and I have just read them. That's good. Yeah,
0: so, Eddie, you can go first.
1: Right, okay, so my first negative, uh, and if you follow me on social media, you'll be aware that this has been kind of grating me is the lack of walking in us culture generally yeah yeah i kind of half knew about this only because
0: when i was last in the us in florida i was trying to run and i was running basically down a fucking highway yeah um because there's no pavements anywhere yes americans don't
1: walk i I can get this because this is obviously a symptom of the fact that the united states is so vast it would be kind of highly impractical to pave sidewalks everywhere because there really isn't anywhere feasibly that you can walk that is nearby. Unless you're
0: going for a walk and going for a walk in American culture is different. It's not like you just leave your house and go around the block. You you kind of drive somewhere, go to a park or whatever and then walk around the park which is fine. It's just an adjustment period. So like it's not the same. There's, like as We go for a walk at home. We'll walk every evening to get our steps in or whatever after like the full day at a desk and we'll just leave the house and be able to go Directly around the
1: block and like yeah, it's, here, it's, it's just you door, can't do that. It's door to door, isn't it? And I like that because normally when I wake up in the UK, the first thing I will do in the day is go for a walk to like clear my head, get my thoughts in order, like set myself out for the day. Like, what am I going to do? And you can't do that here. No. So it's just a it's, kind of disconnect a, from the no, your usual routine, really. Yeah,
0: yeah. I think it probably hit you harder because I I don't really do that too much. I think my I don't know, my headspace comes from run, uh, running or or going to the gym, which I can still still do both of. I still enjoy a walk, but I think it's not quite... A, my mental health doesn't quite hinge on it as much. No, like... like you, you start your day every day with a, with a walk, generally. Yeah, it, can't, it
1: hit me like... It hit me like a ton of bricks, to be fair, when we first got here, but I have adjusted a bit now this idea that, basically, if you want to do anything in the US, the first part of your trip will always start with a car journey.
0: Yeah, and it is just a bit of a... <laughs> bit of a disconnect isn't it yeah um, and it means you've got to maybe factor more time in I was actually think of this before the other day Americans compared to other nations must spend so much time in a car because everything's so far away
1: well I think they do don't they it's just like, mad they, they have to like practically speaking you would have to unless you just didn't do or achieve anything in life
0: yeah so that's what I mean like over the span of a life st- lifetime they must spend disproportionate amount of time behind the wheel which is just mental, anything about it. But I think it does depend on where you are in the States. Here, or certainly where we're living at the moment, is is like that and doesn't lend itself to walking or whatever. If you live on like near the beach in San Diego or whatever, it's completely different. You can just walk down the beach. Yeah, or so if, like,
1: if you lived somewhere, if you lived in a major city like New York or Boston where like there kind of is... Public transport infrastructure. Yeah, things are probably more accessible there. Yeah, and but, we're
0: not in the centre of Austin either.
1: No, and Texas is so vast; like it's twice the size of France. Is that right? That's think, fucking
0: absurd. I think it is. Yeah, it's like
1: four times the size of the UK minimum.
0: Yeah, which is ridiculous to even get your head around, isn't it? Um, yeah. So I think walking is, is kind of null and void, certainly a daily daily walk in the, in the morning. I mean, you can't do it. You just can't go very far. Yeah, I mean... If Where you, did you get to, like, fucking...
1: The end of the... Well, so I got about away. 10 minutes down the road, and then there was literally a sign that kind of confronted me that says sidewalk ends. And at that point, you either make the decision to turn around or just walk on the highway.
0: Yeah, and walking on the highway, highway is scary because American drivers don't know how to deal with it. Because it doesn't happen
1: ever. Fundamentally, Americans can't drive. No, they can't. And the vehicles that they are driving weigh about 10 tonnes. And they're fucking
0: so huge and just ridiculous. That that, that truck that we've seen a few times, it's just like one and a half times wider than it needs to be. The the wheels are just built out. It's fucking
1: mental. Anyway, yeah. Yeah. So my inability to walk is the first negative. (laughs) Because it's mental. I mean, to be fair, it makes sense. That's why they're all fat.
0: So... My first negative is slightly different to yours. And uh
1: Does it involve females? Yeah. Fuck's sake. <laughs> can't uh, this is mental.
0: We were talking about this before, and so I'm gonna drag you drag you through with me. Lack of talent.
1: <sighs> this is a very this is a very you negative. <laughs> <laughs> I've just noticed it.
0: <laughs> I'm a very observant
1: human being. Uh and I've Are noticed you, ever since we touched down in the US you've been like a horn dog. What do you mean? Scouting. The, I, I want to call you out. Scouting through the dating apps. Scouring women. I bet
0: my dating app time total is about 10 minutes a day. Fuck all, that.
1: You still got them.
0: Yeah. That's, uh, it's called lead generation. But,
1: like, I don't just, got. Like, I want you to give up with them. Because all you ever say about them is... Ne- so, like, in the UK, you always used to moan about them. You moan about them even more here because of this distinct lack of talent that you've identified.
0: Yeah, but the thing is, if you don't have them especially somewhere here when you don't know anyone you've got no
1: chance right so how many how many meaningful lasting connections have you been able to make with dating apps since we've been here in 8 days who do you think I am fucking but, right, okay, DiCaprio okay. ok so you've got 0 now so if we project that out over no, 6 no, no, weeks no. that's still 0
0: I actually had a girl ask me out on a date but she wasn't she was yeah <laughs> I, I, didn't, I didn't go that was on Thursday and then there's a few others that we lead nurture
1: Right, you heard it here first on this podcast. I guarantee nothing fruitful comes of this.
0: From dating apps? Yeah. I'm going to make, make it my life's work to do that now. Well, but anyway. you just
1: end up with a rotter then, so it's win-win for me. You, I either laugh at you for going for bagging a rotter, bagging a rotter. or I I'll, I'll laugh at you for failing to bag a rotter. <laughs> ba- bag a <of> rotter, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, so anyway, I've, I've just been slightly taken aback
1: by... This is very on brand for you. Yeah, well, I don't know. Well, was, mine, mine, was like, like gen, mine was kind of like genuine. Mine was kind like genuine concern for my own mental health. This uh, is and, the same thing. Your <laughs> what? Your your
0: inability to bag off. It's directly correlated. Anyway, um, I think I've never been to a major city where. Here we go. Where it's just not been. Fruitful in that regard. If you go to London or fucking Sydney or somewhere. Yeah, but
1: like you've got you can't to think, fucking walk five minutes without. Yeah, but you've got to think population density. Like if you think how densely there's like pop- two
0: million people in you
1: know. but like spread out over a large distance. Like there's I guess in, so. in London people are living on top of each other. So and to you- be fair, we haven't been out out yet, have we?
0: So I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong, but we'll have to check back in on that. On I mean, that front. to be
1: honest, I'm not holding my breath, but I wasn't holding my breath before we came here. And I'm eternally bitter and jaded, so at the end of the day, I won't be Threaders if nothing comes of it.
0: Yeah, oh, that's true. Well, there's 50% you... of the podcast care <laughs> about
1: women, so. <laughs> you're going to bag off a bloke, mate, so I don't know, I don't know what you're Threaders are, Can't right? wait, yeah. At least I get some action. That'd be good. Um, the old cowboy with arseless chaps slip right in. In his Stetson, we both wear Stetson. Stetson. Uh,
0: yeah, so I think that's my first... I mean, again, I don't know if it's fully... Fully research-backed, yes, because uh, because it's we quite, have it, only been here, it, like, nine
1: well, days. It's quite anecdotal, isn't it, really? Yeah, we've
0: been here nine days, and we've basically existed between our gaff, the gym, and the supermarket. So, like, if we were going to find someone, it'd be a bit um, a bit lucky, I guess. But, like, uh, I think the, there's just not the culture of – like. I mean, linking back to yours, there's not the culture of, like, walking into a coffee shop where you see, like, the general populace a bit more – so there's not that I think that's that's maybe a bit of a a bit of a, a reason because you're just walking around the supermarket fucking hell you don't see anyone in Aldi you?
1: well all the people in our local supermarket which is a Walmart a Mexican yeah everyone genuinely everyone. it's like teleporting over the border isn't it yeah it's mental there that must be some kind of like class thing with Walmart whereby I don't know it's perceived to be a bit more kind of like working class and I guess that a lot of like the Mexican immigrant population are considered working class
0: yeah, but the crazy thing is, it's working class supermarket, but it's fucking super expensive. It's ridiculous. Well, well,
1: well that leads me nicely. Oh, okay, cool. Onto the second negative, which cool. is okay. lack of quality food slash extortionate cost of living.
0: Okay, cool. So, so it's like
1: a worst of both worlds, really, isn't it? Yeah, because the. So I didn't realize this until we until we came over here, but we don't really know how lucky we are in the UK with like the abundance and quality of like pretty affordable, fresh, nutritious food.
0: Yeah, well this is what travelling does for you, isn't it? Makes you realise sometimes where, like, what you've got at home because like, you're right, like fuck me, the the prices in Walmart for the quality of food is crazy. People always cite as well American supermarkets as being like tapestry of choice. Which they are, (laughs) but they're... shit choice? Yeah, it it depends what you want because if you want like good nutritious food which is obviously what we fucking live on then it's a bit shit because that's about 10% of the fucking stock and the rest of it's just completely ultra pros like to get it's in the UK peanut butter is is an example right so peanut butter in the UK you can get like the organic whole foods one which is just peanuts it's 100% peanuts the organic one you bought the other day had like peanuts and palm oil Even the fucking organic one you buy in, where you spend like seven dollars on it, it's like it's still shit. And then you get the Skippy one, which I've got up there. It's full of all sorts of shit.
1: It's so hard to find food that hasn't been artificially adjusted in some way in the U.S. It's mental. Like, and as you get to Whole Foods, there's always some kind of preservative or coloring or additive added to something.
0: It's because there's not as
1: much food regulation, isn't it? Yeah, the FDA, with, basically, are fucking rap. shit. They just yeah. do fuck all. Yeah. It's like if that- it's, unless it's not like overtly got fucking carcinogens in it, you can sell it, basically.
0: Yeah, and the thing is, with food companies, they just want it to be more addicting and so the more shit they can put in to make you buy more of it and eat more of it the more they're going to do so if you don't say you can't put this in it they ain't, they're they just going to fucking yeah. do it aren't they well, it's mental so, we kind of worked out that it would basically cost the same to just eat out all the time than it would to cook a meal from scratch well this i mean you can basically do the maths pretty easily we did uh, we had a chipotle today which was like a pretty decent whole meal isn't it and that was what we say like 13 dollars yeah, so like nine quid. That's probably two chicken breasts, a decent sp- serving of rice and beans. Like, you're probably talking about maybe $8 or something to buy what,
1: that. Well, how much are those packs of like instant... $1.70, $1.80. dollar seventy. $1. $1 That's the mid- cheapest one. Yeah, they're stinking, aren't they?
0: Yeah. Yeah, he's kind of... Chicken's actually not too bad. Minced beef is ridiculous. It, so Jim, our housemate, bought a fucking um, four-pound like in weight, four pound pack of uh, ground beef. And it was like the lower quality one as well. It wasn't, it wasn't like a Gucci one. The horrible feedlot beef. It was $26. <laughs> my w- entire weekly shop in the UK and Aldi is about 31 quid. Hmm. So that almost Actually, is the yeah. same.
1: This is a good point of comparison. So we did like a big weekly shop the first day that we arrived. Bearing in mind my weekly shop Aldi back home normally cost me about 50 quid at a push.
0: I think that's a lot as well. That would, is a lot. I would lot, say that's a lot.
1: But I eat, like high quality, high food, quality man. food. Right? In Walmart, the same food but of poorer quality cost me one hundred and sixty
0: dollars. Yeah, that's ridiculous. And so, and the same, and like it's it's almost like in the UK shopping at Waitrose, but price for, but wise, like, as but the quality food. Yeah, if that. Well, not, but, it's like farm food quality, isn't it? It's like yeah, basically everything's frozen. But it makes you realize how we. I, I look. I almost turn my nose up at um, Waitrose just of how expensive it is, but it is ridiculously. I'm, so, I'm going to start shopping there when I yeah, go. Yeah, I know. It's like, still by comparison, cheap. It's, still, cheaper. it's still
1: be cheaper than it. And
0: the the quality of it is like you can't deny it. It's unbelievable. So we went to Whole Foods, which is like their sort of equivalent of of Waitrose, and it is similar to Waitrose, but it's like extortionate. Yeah. We found a tin of tuna, a singular tin of tuna for six dollars fifty it's fucking mental that's criminal that
1: i could sap about the poor quality (laughs) of us food for for days. so let's move on
0: yeah again so my so we didn't see each other's list beforehand so mine links into your first one a little bit so you you have to drive to go on runs which is a little bit jarring so i've been on two runs since i've been here and both of them because you again like eddie was saying you can't really walk anywhere from the gap so you certainly can't run you have to get in your car, drive 15 to 20 minutes to somewhere to purposely run. So you have to go to like a park or a fucking lake or or, what, or a trail or whatever, which is fine, but it's just not that accessible. It just kind of
1: adds unnecessary time onto Friction. what is already quite a time-consuming pursuit. Yeah, so, so if like, you're going for like a 90-minute run, for
0: example, <laughs> it's going to turn into a th- like a two-and-a-half-hour
1: That's what I mean. So, so we deal. allocated the, entire, the entirety of Sunday morning to our long run today thinking that that would be plenty of time and we still ate into the afternoon
0: yeah i mean we did go and get scrum as well but you're right like it's a bit so i think i think about it in terms of if you you were if we were work say you work a normal job like work at nine you want to run beforehand yeah isn't it yeah that's mad because like at home you just get up get out the door and go and some places i guess if you lived lived in like the the suburbs near downtown
1: you could probably do it but where we are here there's no chance you couldn't just get up at 6am and go running. No, I mean, to be fair, though, like you were saying about the walking, when you do drive somewhere, because it's more than likely purpose-built for that activity... It's pretty good. It is pretty good, but it's still that kind of, like, cost-benefit analysis of you lose the convenience of just being able to, like, shoot out the door.
0: In terms of accessibility, it's lower, but, like, you're right, the actual experience when you get there is pretty good. I did, last week, I did, like, an eight-mile around this trail thing, which was sick, to be fair, but... Again, I I had fucking no idea where I was going. It was like an eighteen minute drive, um, just to get to the start of it. But then, like you say, when you get there, it's cool, um, and you try not to get eaten by fucking coyotes. But when you get out of of here, and we'll try we'll try and run anyway, you have no chance. Yeah. Um. So I think it just adds unnecessary friction to, like you say, what is already something that's hard to gear yourself up to do. Like it's already difficult to go fucking I am gonna go and run eight miles, or whatever. Now you've got to add on forty minutes in the car. Yeah, <laughs> which is what I mean when I say say Americans f- must spend fucking hours in cars.
1: Yeah, no, that's a valid one. Yeah, I so I hadn't um, thought of that one, but you are right.
0: No, I think just the the like forced nature of being of having to drive somewhere for a run is my second one. <coughs> Go for it.
1: Right, okay, I'm actually changed my final one. Okay, because originally I was going to put superficial US people, <laughs> as in like the the kind of general fakeness of the way that people convey themselves here. But we touched on that with our mate Joshua Jesus. Our mate Jesus. So I'm gonna change this to something slightly darker, but it needs addressing. This is the issue of homelessness. Fuck's sake, okay. Yeah. There is so like people have this kind of like rose tinted like Disneyland view of the United States, but there is quite a dark underbelly that even kind of like the native population choose to ignore. Yeah. Surrounding kind of like drug addiction and homelessness.
0: Yeah, there's no welfare state.
1: Yeah, so it's like if you fall...
0: Below the breadline.
1: Below the breadline in the United States, you fall, like, properly.
0: Well, there's nothing to sweep you up, quite literally. Yeah. Like, there is just... If you're unable to maybe, like, I don't know if I can pay your bills for a few months, then you're just fucked.
1: And it's like going back to what we were saying earlier as well about how, kind of, you have to travel everywhere in a car. It's So, like, everyone's like a little pod person in the United States and they, kind of, travel from their gaff to work to the gym, but because they don't actually have to walk anywhere or kind of interact with these people, they do literally kind of just blank them out. Like you, So you see them at, like, the intersection, like the crossroads, like they'll be begging, Mm. but, like, because you're just in your car and you've got central locking on, you can (laughs) consciously just kind of literally blank them out.
0: Well, you can, that's the thing. So Because you're in a vehicle rather than walking past someone in the street, you know, if you're in London when there's homeless people, you have to walk past them and see and them like, and interact they, with and, they them and they speak to you, or yeah, whatever. Yeah. And that's that's a little bit more guilt-inducing. But like, if you're just sit, you can almost just detach and just be like, okay, well, I'm just travelling to wherever I'm going. Um, and like, and if, the, if, the government or the I don't know the state don't give a shit. No,
1: and it's like in the UK, like if you see a few, say if you go into a, your local big town or major city, you will see maybe a few homeless people. So like London, probably a bit more pronounced. Like. In the United States, homelessness is everywhere. It's everywhere,
0: and also like in the like if you're in the UK and you're like hanging out, as in, yeah. something happens to you, maybe that's I don't know, injures you or whatever. You can just walk into an NHS hospital and get seen. It doesn't matter who you are, or how much money you have, whatever. In the U- in the US, you can't do that at all. So you, it'll cost you probably thousands to get the care, the medication, all that kind of stuff you would need. So if you haven't got access to those resources, you are just gonna. Fucking brown out, basically.
1: <laughs> you shouldn't you shouldn't laugh, but like there are a fucking lot of Billy the Biscuits over here.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like right, that. Well, it's a problem I mean, when you you turn to drugs. They've got a really really fucked up drug policy, as in they just criminalise
1: it. Yeah,
0: and there's no treatment or care care uh, given to these people.
1: So no, they, but then and then but then like the street drugs over here are like for, again like obviously America is a land of the extremes. So like obviously get heroin addicts that are homeless in the UK but like over here it's so much more pronounced like if you yeah. turn to drugs you turn to drugs yeah like you're oh, on shit. fucking meth you're yeah. on fucking fentanyl
0: comes from fucking the border mate Yeah. <laughs> to, to the
1: extent where like they're like supercharged homeless yeah. If, yeah, like, yeah if they lock eyes with you mate you're fucked yeah
0: and if, they, if they're giving chase mate you need to be fucking getting that central locking on um, but the thing, the thing is I was saying this as well the other day like it's, it's almost as if and you say like land of extremes it makes sense as in if you're wealthy in the in the us as in like pretty wealthy i reckon i'm i think like over 60k a year sort of thing which is a very good income if you're in that bracket i think you can live a really 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 good life as in you can probably rent somewhere decent you probably like go to a really really sick gym you can do whatever you probably eat out all the time because things are manufacturing a way where that that fits whereas if you're the opposite where you're maybe on like 25 grand a year and you're just above minimum wage you're fucked man yeah
1: like well, you're d-
0: living paycheck to paycheck and literally just surviving
1: but i yeah but i don't know how much of this is just unique to austin because i have heard that the cost of living here in particular is very high
0: yeah but i've also heard that um california is like double
1: Again, that's such a small kind of part of the United States, so that's not really representative because people no, true. people who come into wealth normally flock to California.
0: True. Yeah, I guess so. I guess so. Um, and uh, and we we haven't been anywhere else to, to judge it. No, like I've been to Florida, but Florida's the fucking Disneyland. You know. Well, this see is what I was on thing. about.
1: This is the kind of rose-tinted view of the United States that most people have like kind of like bouncing from theme park to theme park isn't it? yeah that's
0: what i mean i think if you are wealthier you can live a fucking great life but if you're not then you you just you're just not and you're just like i say existing on really really shit food for a fucking extortionate markup it's like it's mental um and like we said just then like you, you probably can eat out unhealthy food for the same money as you can cook yourself so it doesn't encourage you to cook like in the uk it's it's really really different um, but yeah so my uh, is this the last negative yeah
1: yeah this is the final one then we we'll, we'll yeah raise, we should raise the energy yeah bit. we
0: should probably rattle through this one pretty quick but it's fucking cold
1: yeah so I'm not as jarred out by this because I'm ultimately built for the cold but today when we were running in minus 3 degrees Celsius even I got a bit jarred out
0: Yeah, I mean, we came to Texas to escape the fucking winter of the UK.
1: If we deconstruct why we came to Austin, Texas, fundamentally it came down to the fact that we wanted a bit of warmth.
0: Yeah, and to be fair, (laughs) most (laughs) days in the day it has been about 20 degrees, which you can't complain with. But
1: but equally, it has got progressively colder since we've been here.
0: Yeah, that's fair. And, And it's been literally minus four, minus one. I think this is a snap, though, to be fair. This is uncharacteristic because... People keep putting it on their fucking stories as if it's like a mad event, so...
1: Who the, f- what? You, who the fuck do you follow from Texas? Chris Williamson. Right.
0: Um, <laughs> our, mate, our mate. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, he like he put it on his story, so it's like dangerous... He says dangerously cold temperatures. Um, tomorrow. Fucking tomorrow's fucking three degrees, zero degrees.
1: Wet. You're from Newcastle. Yeah. It's most of fucking winter is minus three up there. <laughs> most of summer. Ooh, look at me. I'm most of summer's minus three yeah. up there. Well, um, oh look at me I've moved to Austin now I can't handle minus temperatures false but the false. random thing is it's
0: like 0 and 2 degrees for the rest of the week but then on Thursday it's 21 which is just random but 20, anyway 21 um, yeah it's cold, yeah, so it was if, cold you, if,
1: you, if you follow us you'll be aware of this so, yeah, we so we this won't...
0: morning we ran for like an hour in ridiculous temperatures which we were trying to avoid by coming here. so yeah. <laughs> alright so Yeah. anyway um, again we've rattled through that one so this is now where the energy takes a turn because yeah. it's Eddie's favourite part the
1: positives uh, it's going to be quite draining for my social <laughs> bachelor this is feigning positivity about US culture do uh, so you want me to go first? yeah it's your what turn yeah. alright okay so my first positive are the fitness opportunities that we've been afforded yeah Yeah. I agree. mean in fairness we have seeked them out well true you know we've you want sort- someone
0: to knock on the door and <laughs> be like
1: yeah mate <laughs> no I don't want to I want to create this vision that you come to the United States and it's just like one massive gym like we have we have we have sought <laughs> out like the best gym in Austin, but it is good. Well yeah, yeah,
0: true. This is what I mean by like if you can afford the lifestyle, it's good because because there's so much space and so much fucking like opportunity, I guess. People make unreal fucking gyms and like all that yeah, sort of stuff.
1: And so, it goes for every aspect of fitness. I mean like whatever sport you're into, the chances are you'd be able to find like a good level of team or like facility that you could train at or play at for that sport yeah like whatever it is basically um because again all basically all this comes down to the fact that because the us is so vast land is not at a premium no there's like fucking just dead space everywhere so like basically if you fucking can think of it you can build it yeah which is no real constraints on space like there are in the uk
0: no which is why there's like Huge gyms and fucking like jiu jitsu gyms coming out, of the, coming out. Of this mental like so, if you um if you are into fitness or into, I guess functional fitness would probably be the thing. I, I mean, even to be fair, there's probably really, yeah, but there's really a good. Gold there's a Gold's gym there There's a bodybuilding
1: it, yeah. gym down the road. Yeah.
0: So again, like within about twenty minutes of where we are, there's a couple of really good functional fitness gyms. There's a Gold's gym. There's like three world famous jujitsu
1: gyms. It's like, it's fucking mental. Um, so I don't know where else in the world you could pr- strike that bar. And we have basically just been smashing fizz since we got it. So we've been on average training twice a day and we've got into like a hot, cold routine. Mm. Like we just can't do that in the UK where we, there is
0: nowhere to do that. No. no. And we, um, believe,
1: believe me, we've tried.
0: Yeah, we have. Yeah. Even in like London, we've had like weekends in London trying to find these things. It's just not there. Um, and it is quite wanky like it's only because it's only because it's so like pretentious here that they've, they've managed to make that a thing like they charge $180 a month for the gym and the only people who can afford that shock are people who are like <laughs> working in
1: entertainment or whatever it may be so it's, so it's, it's like it's, it's a necessary evil isn't it because yes the gym and the facilities there are amazing but you then have to put up with people like Joshua Jesus like he's not an outlier at that gym well yeah, he is a, a bit yeah, I think he is. He's like a he's toned, an outlier wherever he goes. Like he's a toned-up version of, like, he represents a lot of the characteristics that a lot of those members have.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's quite funny. This is, like, a good example of this. Is, uh, we got asked on our way into the gym to carry this, like, I don't know, a couple of, like, vats of cold brew coffee into the, into the gym. And we said yes, because we're not idiots, right? Um, and we were, like, carried, like, three buckets of fucking cold brew basically we took them in and there was such a disproportionate response to that behind the desk there was like
1: four people they're like
0: like, Like, what's going on
1: like in the UK that would be done sarcastically yeah, yeah, for the sake of humour but obviously because Americans are kind of like so sincere slash insincere (laughs) it it just came across as really overbearing oh my
0: god guys thank you so much we
1: literally got heroes welcome I know we walked we just came back from Afghanistan we did about we did a 15
0: foot farmer's carry with some cold brew effectively and we were like guys you can you can come back anytime and have a fucking free coffee on us like fuck's sake and we literally like you say carried it for about 10 seconds and anyone would have said yes I think I don't know maybe not but um But yeah so i think that's a good exemplification of what you mean by like everyone's kind of a little bit toned up but they're the staff and i think that sometimes is is there to create a a certain environment in the gym have like high energy and all that kind of stuff Mm. yeah Uh, no no comment so what have you said fitness opportunities okay okay cool okay mine is the food the positive of i think the food is really really good and you just said it's shit no so yeah, I should qualify that again. <laughs> the the food in supermarkets is shit. Correct. The food out, I mean, if you seek out the right places, I mean, there's a, the, like we like again, same as everything, like so polarized in the in the US. You can either have Wendy's, which is terrible, or you can have like a really really good barbecue or really fucking good tacos or whatever whatever it is. And because there's so many of these places you know like the top two or three percent are fucking really really good so if you go into them then and be, and be, like I say, because there's so many of them there is so many of the, the top ones mm. and so I think meals out and stuff the opportunity to have good food on, on meals out for not that much money I mean it's, it's more expensive than it would be in like Wallheath. but I mean fucking hell that's to be expected <laughs> niche, niche <laughs> reference there to be expected for all the hometown uh, listeners yeah so like again it's more expensive than it would be back home but I think that's to be expected in, in a city um, but I think if you want good food, you can definitely find it. Um, and I love like American food anyway. I'm, I'm a massive fan also. Yeah,
1: see, I think you're a bit biased. See, like I appreciate the fact that like the good food that we've kind of like gone out of our way to eat is good. But I think because I'm not as invested in US food generally as you are, as a style, I just don't appreciate it as much. I'm not not to say that it's bad. That's just my taste. Yeah, I guess so. What do you but mean? you're very kind of into like Meat. deep south like barbecue culture. Yeah. I'm yeah. And I'm not so much. I'm not not saying that I don't like it. Yeah, I it, fucking but, love it. Uh, but you're a lot more bought into kind of like the soft power of the US because you love country. Yeah. You love barbecue. It's fantastic. You love flannel shirts. Yeah, you love so arseless I'm, chaps.
0: Yeah, so I, I, it's like that romanticisation of the south of America, I think. Yeah. Or, yeah southern america um so yeah i think i i've had good experience so far with the food and i've see i've had really really good recommendations from a lot of people that we haven't actually hit up yet so we'll uh we will check back but there's like it is, i'd I'd be able to get on board with it more if it
1: wasn't so expensive
0: yeah okay fair enough i mean again that one that we had the other day was like what 25 dollars. that's quite
1: a lot it wasn't that's that like 20 not- quid
0: yeah, that's what you spend in the UK.
1: Hickories is cheaper, and we got basically the same amount of food. But that's in Walheath, like yeah. I say. Yeah, but the actual quality of food isn't that much different. They still smoke all their meat for ages and stuff. Yeah, but I'm so saying like... you are in on a bench in the cold in the dark. So I'd probably rather have been in a warm building.
0: Yeah, yeah, but you're in like a s- Austin, which is a city, versus a tiny little fucking town in the middle of nowhere.
1: But in, that, yeah, but in that specific scenario, we were just in the dark on a, a basically on a park bench. So we could have been anywhere.
0: Yeah, but what I'm saying is there's a markup because of where you are in the, uh, right, in the yeah. world. Well, that's what, yeah. Uh, yeah. Like if you go to London, anywhere in London is more expensive. Yeah. That's just how it works. Mm. It's not necessarily a quality thing. It's just a, a thing. They we, have yeah, to pay rent just, wherever I'm they are. I'm
1: just struggling to kind of like vault the vast chasm in my mind between like affordability and quality so I get it in London because like it's like the financial capital of at least Europe if not the world Mm. It's like prices are going to be inflated Mm. but like I think of Austin and I think I don't know a bit of a not a backwater but like it's not even one of the major major cities in the US it's becoming more so I think but like it's got a long way it's not fucking New York is it let's be real
0: no no but even so like it's a um, it's still a a huge city that's on its fucking way up. I think in the zeitgeist, and so
1: that's. But why like the cost fucking... of living is basically the same as London. Yeah, but it's twenty percent less. So yeah, yeah, I can't quite much. vault that chasm.
0: Yeah, I guess so, but I think America. Like, I mean, from my experience anyway, is generally more expensive than than the UK, and so the fact that London is is only slightly more really doesn't surprise me too much Mm. I wasn't expecting it to be quite this much in terms of groceries I think but I think actually like meals out haven't surprised me too much yet
1: Mm. yeah it's interesting yeah
0: anyway your second
1: Uh, so I've put the fuck it attitude which is a weird one for me because I find it kind of equally admirable and jarring at the same time yeah, you. Find, I think you took a lot of adjusting to this, didn't you, in the first yeah. four days? So basically, what you've got to understand about Americans is, because they've told themselves that they're the best country in the world so much, that not only do they now believe it, but that the rest of the world now believes it. Phenomenal branding. It's not branded. actually founded on any real hard facts or evidence.
0: Yeah, it's more manifested than anything, They've
1: basically it? manifested themselves to the top of the tree. Yeah. And now that they've got it, they've basically lost their heads and ruined it for themselves. That's how I would articulate it.
0: Yeah, so you haven't really articulated the fuck it attitude too well yet. Well, not that's what, what I mean? mean. It's
1: just like they're so, they're so unapologetically themselves. It's like equally admirable, but yet like so jarring. I think I know what you mean. Yeah, I mean, I, I think... so, so, so. like this is a good example, right? So, we go to the sauna every day, we're in there for 20 minutes. If you stay in there for 20 minutes, at some point, someone will accost you and just talk at you about themselves. They will feign an interest in the fact that you're a Brit and ask something vaguely stereotypical about where you're from. And then they will just launch into like a pre-prepared lecture about basically how hoofing they are or where they live is.
0: Yeah, but you're misselling just conversation.
1: No, but no, that's not conversation though, is it? So a conversation is like, you it's tell me... It's a back and forth, some... but correct. Yeah.
0: But in the UK, it's just not within our culture to talk to strangers. In the u.s it very much is and so there's, there's a stranger in the in the fucking sauna whatever they've been sat next to you for however long in the uk it's very very normal to just sit there and be silent which i actually don't like i think it's a bit i think it's a bit i think it's a bit stupid like we're all fucking humans why the fuck can't we just talking to each other it makes no sense to me so i actually quite like the fact that people talk to each other the fact it's, that they're all talking about themselves
1: but it's yeah this is what i mean it's su- it's insincere it's superficial because it's not really meaningful conversation is it
0: it depends what you mean what why why not because they what you, just
1: what do you want them to talk about? Because they just want to talk about themselves. They don't really yeah. actually care. But about You don't know you. that. Well, that do, might just I do, be their you, kind of like. I, I do because they've asked me something. I've answered it, and then they've just launched into talking about themselves. That's, that's just what they're
0: comfortable talking about. Maybe. No, that's just called narcissism. Maybe, maybe they're <laughs> slightly narcissistic.
1: Yeah, exactly. So that's what I mean. So if you're just going to fucking create a false conversation with me, so you can then launch into some narcissistic rant about how hoofing you are i'd, uh, I'd rather sit in silence
0: yeah i mean i don't know because i think i feel like if you're in a new place and you don't fucking know anyone obviously we know each other but like you don't know anyone here and you also don't know where to go or where you know you just I'm, I'm i'm always just fishing for like recommendations because i don't know fuck what to do here obviously i've heard a few things and have, have some sort of uh, idea as to like touristy places, but the best people to talk, to talk to about where to fucking go are people who live in a, a narcissist. <laughs> well, are people who live here, aren't they? So, like, if they're gonna gob off about themselves, fine. I don't give a fuck. Like, I'll happy. And I am a inherently curious person, so I don't give a fuck really. I'll just listen to what they're, whatever they're saying. I'll just be like, well, it and it. all oh, I'm again, as we've spoken about before, probably quite a like opportunistic person. So I I can think. This person could be jarring as fuck, but they also could be a potential contact a potential whatever. So,
1: oh, yeah, see, I, I don't for you because like you're quite extroverted. It's no real skin off your back. Yeah, so, like, I, yeah you I guess can so, just yeah. take this flack and if they give you some gold, great. If not, you kind of, you're not at a loss. Yeah, because I'm quite naturally introverted. In my when I'm interacting with people, my social battery's depleting. If it's not genuine or, or productive, or productive, yeah. I'm just sat there thinking, my social battery's been depleted by you just chewing my ear off, basically.
0: Yeah, true. I get that.
1: So I have to be more selective with who I interact with, basically, which is why I'm finding it difficult in the US. Because in the UK, realistically, like you said, because it's not the norm to talk to strangers, unless you instigate the conversation, people will leave you alone because in the u.s people will just comfortably talk at you you don't have control over who you really interact No, with.
0: yeah correct and and that is always draining your battery like every them them talking to you is always like you're on the way down there you're not <laughs> yeah. on charge so, are you so, to, so if, well,
1: if my social after this my social battery would be pretty drained because we've just gobbed off for lot like an hour or whatever yeah if we were then to go out in the uk that would be fine because lot like, unless i chose to speak to one they'd leave me alone in the US, I'll just get bombarded with some extrovert who wants to tell me about how he and he's his tennis coach.
0: Yeah, fair. Yeah, fair. But again,
1: that's that's probably true, and, and um and it's
0: it's different, probably different for me because I I'm a little bit extroverted, so there is there is that. But there's a uh, I think it's Jordan Peterson who says that you should treat everyone as if they've got something to say that you don't know. And so that's how I kind of treat treat people, but I don't know. It's um, that's a
1: dangerous precedent to take in the US because everyone's got something to say. Yeah, exactly. But then <laughs> I,
0: I just, I'm able to try and just cherry pick what I fucking need from it, or if there's any any sort of value value in there for me, I'm happy. I'm I'm good to go. But yeah, you're right. If you're getting drained by that, then that's that's obviously not ideal. Um, yeah. What was that? Mine? Or yours? That was mine. <laughs> okay. This is your second now, I believe. Okay, let me find it. Do do do. Okay. Uh, Okay, mine's the same. <laughs> Fucking hell. Basically, gym culture being friendly, but it's uh, it's the same. But always, yeah, it's what you.
1: Well, been no, because this about. was a positive for me. But I'm just saying that you can very quickly turn jarring. So like, I admire it, mm. but it's not necessarily beneficial to me. Yeah, ex- yeah, exactly. So what I guess I
0: mean by that is everyone's just willing to talk to you. Like sometimes, like I've said in the UK, like that that isn't the, isn't the case. Or certainly, people aren't as forthcoming with it maybe they are like willing to talk to you but like you maybe have to initiate it or whatever however this is an interesting thing like and in the gym this is true like everyone's pretty friendly but on the run this morning I want to cover this and throw some fucking shade because it was fucking ridiculous
1: yeah so Basically, we set ourselves a little social experiment on our 10k run this morning, about halfway in. So, about 5k worth.
0: There's about 4k in, yeah.
1: Yeah, about so we we got about 5k's worth of running past people and going out of our way to, like, greet them or say hello, just to gauge what kind of response we got. Yeah. And you must have said hello to, like, 30, 40 people. Easily. And, and all I was
0: saying was, like, morning or good morning or morning, guys, whatever. Yeah, it's just
1: common parlance in the UK. If you go out for a dog walk on a Sunday morning in the UK, you say hello to other people who were also out walking their dog or running because it's just polite yeah
0: yeah and, <laughs> and at no point did i get any response so uh, like you say probably 30 plus people were um greeted on this run right and there was probably about a 10 percent hit rate in terms of like three people probably either said hello or smiled the rest of them either looked at me like i was mental didn't hear me because they had headphones in which i get or like purposely averted their gaze and were like looking down diagonally away from me and I was like fucking hell I'm not like it's like I was like calling them a cunt or something
1: yeah See so, again so I said this to you earlier like we can all gob off when we feel great in a sauna yeah that doesn't say anything about your character right when you're digging out on a run and you know about this cheerfulness in the face of adversity no, all about that when you're digging out on a run bit of gallows humour you know yeah have a laugh you know what I mean like that 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 is, that 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 back and forth. That commonality with other runners, like that camaraderie. We're both in the locker or we're both getting out
0: doing something. Like it's three three minus three degrees today. Like we're both getting out in the cold doing something. And in the UK, you'd be like, fucking, you give them a little fucking." it's freezing, isn't it? But they don't
1: want to, like they're they're, all fucking, like they're digging out. It's all like they're David Goggins, right? like they're
0: fucking David Goggins. Bro, fucking have a reality check. putting their fucking digging out face on. Bro, you want a 4K fucking
1: easy bimble from your gaff? We can all just corner someone in a sauna and gob off at them.
0: Yeah, you know it's, I mean? it's bizarre. So it's you, that was that's got slightly strange this morning, and I only obviously came across that this morning. But in the gym, people are friendly, but it would seem that it's just not within it's a, the a US disc- culture a when you're out and there, out there? and about. Yeah, but I mean, it's weird, isn't it? Like it's like you say, it's and there's TikToks and memes, memes about this about the British sort of um, ability to. When you when you're going going past someone on a on a countryside countryside walk, you just say hello to them, um, and if you don't say it back, it's a big fucking a big deal. Uh, so I was a bit jarred out this morning.
1: Yeah, that yeah. was odd. But again, it's the fucking it attitude of like, well, if I don't want to fucking talk to you, I won't talk to you. Yeah, it's well, like the I just ig- think it's like it wasn't. It's, it's just the like there's, there's just a massive undercurrent of like ignorance in US culture, and in some in some specific scenarios and situations, it works, and in others, it doesn't.
0: Yeah, and I just think it wasn't the done thing. Like, it just looked like they were, like, a bit like, what the fuck is going on here? Like, Who, who's this stranger, and why is he taking loads of me on my run? Like, yeah. this is mental. But, yeah, I don't know. I'm going to keep trying. <laughs> yeah, we uh, will fucking persist. <laughs> we'll probably get shot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was thinking that all the way around. So I'm going to pull a Glock out and shoot me in the back. Um, yeah, so that's my second. Mine was, uh, so, yeah, friendly people in the gym.
1: <laughs> right, so my third positive, scraping the barrel here, uh, is change of scenery.
0: <laughs> okay.
1: Go to expand. Well, it is what it says on the tin. So be, be it good or bad, just the mere fact that it is different to UK culture is, is good life experience.
0: Yeah, correct, yeah. I'm, I am actually really enjoying the the routine we've got into. I, I think it will probably evolve and change over the next month or whatever. But so far, I'm feeling more productive. I think, it's, I was speaking to the gym, it's difficult actually, I was speaking to the gym. Um, and this is just purely time zone related. I don't know how you're finding it, but like I wake up in the morning and it's almost good in a way that everyone's already been up for like six hours. So it's already like 12 o'clock. And that means that all my clients are already messaged me. I then feel feel behind, but I've just woke up. It's like 6 AM and I already feel behind, which is horrendous. And then also there's like, if we then go to the gym for two hours in that mid morning when comms are available with clients, I feel like I'm getting behind again because when it gets to like 4 p.m when sometimes i would be catching up with people or i've got time to like send messages they're now in bed so yeah. it's kind of difficult
1: to, to game it's, it's difficult to difficult to deal with there's positives and negatives to that because i'm the same so like, i wake up and you look at your phone and it's quite anxiety 100 percent, 100 percent. and then like you said so like we obviously train in the morning so you feel like you're getting even more behind because that's yeah. basically like two and a half hours where you're not replying to people but then it, at the same time, it's nice when you get to evening here. So like four or five PM here is like ten, eleven PM back home. So you can't you are you are left alone in the evening. No, it's true. But it's like you can't yeah. have the rough with the smooth, can you? It's like
0: no, yeah, you've got to have both. Correct. I, it's, it's weird because I don't really have an evening like an evening off in the UK. I'm always kind of replying to people here. There's no point because there's no point being on your phone if no one's going to reply. So in the evening, like you say, it's, there's no point. Th- trying to work because you can't um so it's just about reframing where you're busy i think in the day but i do think that two hours in the gym puts me mentally behind even if it doesn't seem like it but i am quite enjoying like so for example my both my group calls and my last calls of the day are normally at like six thirty-seven, which here is like 12 31 so then i'm done and it's like it's a super nice feeling that halfway through the day i'm, I'm finished calls wise anyway so like all like <laughs> All comes a are, are finished which is good, but um, it's just a bit of a of a adjustment.
1: Yeah, you basically just don't, so this goes back to what I was saying earlier about how in the UK I like to kind of like warm myself up into the day by going for like a walk or something, whereas in the in the US because of the time zone difference, you basically hit the ground running and you're like yeah. straight in, like you're putting out fires. Yeah, yeah which 100%. is shit at the time, but then obviously it like, grants you a bit of freedom. It grants the, you uh, freedom in the evening.
0: Yeah, so like. My first call of the day is 7 a.m. So if I get up at like 6.40, I'm like, I'm straight in. I'm like,
1: I'm fucking... And like that, that's early. So like 6.40 is early, but like because your call's at 7, like 20 minutes to kind of like get with the programs, not very long. Not when you got like
0: co- coaching on a call as well because you've got to be there. You can't yeah. just be like showing up on Zoom and turn your camera off. Um, Like, you know, you've got to you gotta actually do something. So that I'm finding slightly harder as an adjustment period. But I think change of scenery, you're right. It's... For me as well, I've not really... Lived in this environment, does that make sense? Like a uni environment, effectively. It's not because we're working. <laughs> really, no, it's, no, no, it's not, it's not because we're like working and stuff. But yeah. I mean, I mean, like I've been in the core where I've, worked, I've like lived with with in that sort of thing, that sort of place. I've lived at home and I've lived with my ex-girlfriend. So like, it's nothing. There's nothing like it. We're living it's with mates like We're basically
1: you know. in like a bachelor pad. Yeah, with no women. No one to. Re- yeah, there's <laughs> certainly no women, and there won't be any women either. Yeah there's no, we're not really we're kind of untethered but we're not t- we because we're still working but like as far as responsibilities go we kind of we're as as kind of far out as you can get other than being kind of like unemployed and fat fec- yeah. or unemployed feckless. and feckless
0: yeah but i'm enjoying like the balance between just working hard in the gym working hard on business working hard on well, the, basically, those two things, isn't it? Training and businesses are the only two things I'm focusing on, which is kind of nice. I like that, just simplicity. Um,
1: yeah, it's a good way to start the year, I think.
0: Yeah, it's kind of it is this sort of a a grind monk mode mentality. We we're, we're, we're sort monk of in, mode, yeah, we're sort of enjoying it as well. I mean, it's 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 a ba- again, it's a balanced monk mode, which doesn't doesn't often <laughs> it's happen. Slightly
1: more, but I'm doing dry January. Yeah, and I'm true. Not, and I'm not bagging off. <laughs> so you so are well basically a monk? I'm doing monk mode. Yeah,
0: correct. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, that was was that my uh, no my that mine was one?
1: change of scenery. What's your final my one? My final
0: one is, and this brings us on, um, comedy and live music. Live music less so because we haven't done much of it, but comedy certainly.
1: No, I think yeah, I think we're gonna go like, yeah, we're gonna delve more into the like the going out, the night scene, and the live music towards the end. So yeah, it's a, bit of a carrot for us to yeah, work so, towards. So it?
0: it's I mean Austin is known for its live music scene again. We don't really know where to go for that, so I think that's just a bit of a um, a lack of like knowledge thing, local knowledge. But the comedy stuff. So this week,
1: well, we pro- the, whoa, this is reason to be cheerful. Okay, right,
0: right. okay, I'll leave that. <laughs> but anyway, the, the comedy scene in in Austin, they've got a few very very famous comedy clubs. So we're gonna we've been to one. We're gonna go to another another couple, um, and they draw some big names, which is kind of cool. Again, um, and it's known for. Live entertainment in 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 the form of live music, and so live comedy sort of lends itself to that as well, mm-hmm. and so it fits. But well, we it's need all to performing arts, mate. That's it. So we need to go go to a little bit of more of a live music scene, I think, and try and delve more into that.
1: Yeah, part of that thought because we'll yeah we we'll we'll will revisit that, that in a minute after we've done underrated, overrated.
0: Yes, we will revisit that. So again, to my again, I think I I, I enjoy live music anyway. I think everyone does, but I actually put on my yearly review. To go to more gigs because I didn't go to any in 2023, which That's is bullshit. A comedy like. gig is a gig. Yeah, but I mean like a music gig. Huh. Um, <laughs> shoot you that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> yeah, so uh, it's a good way to start because I, I'm assuming we're going to go to a few more. We saw a very fucking basic country and western band like last Friday who sung All My Exes Live in Texas, which is fantastic. Um, and they, yeah, that they was they were they were good, but again the bar was a bit like dead and, and stuff, so there's gonna be better experiences than that, but yeah. Right then. Reasons to be cheerful.
1: No, underrated over. Underrated,
0: uh, <laughs> yeah. That's the one. He's forgotten. He I mean it's in front of me, though, good. <laughs> yeah, that's good. I'm trying not to read it because they're yours. <laughs> um
1: It's either underrated, you've charmed me, or it's overrated. Well that was fucking dreadful. Yes. Yeah, okay. Do you want to go first? I'll or start. Okay. I'll start. Let's go. But you know mine, so there's not much surprise there.
0: Yeah. So underrated, overrated, hot, cold therapy.
1: Ooh. It's very. Well, on, I mean, we'll spent the past nine days doing it religiously, so I'm not going to sit here and say that it's a waste of time. <laughs> True. But I
0: mean, like in like seeking out. So obviously we've got access to it anyway by virtue of having that gym membership. So is it worth seeking out, paying extra for, doing it how regularly,
1: all that kind of stuff? That's what I mean. I mean, I think what we have now is as good as it gets, to be honest. I agree, yeah. I don't really think you could do it any better. Like, conceivably, in my mind, I don't see how you could do it better than how we've got it now.
0: No, you couldn't. Because the
1: sauna's good, the ice baths are really good, and they're separated by, like, a six-inch wall. Yeah, that's it. That, and that <laughs> is everything you could ask for, isn't it, really? And, like, all the, all the minor stuff surrounding that as well. So, like, the showers afterwards, you've got, like, free skincare products... Like free towels. Yeah, it's effectively like a spa within the fucking gym. Yeah, it's insane. I literally don't see how you could better that. Yeah, I agree. Uh, but that's what I mean. So, but like yet, yeah, so I like, hadn't done yes, it before. So I'm a massive advocate of it. But like in the UK, as we know from experience, I don't see how you could replicate replicate what we've it. got.
0: Yeah. So so again, because we've done it now for like a week, I hadn't really done that before. That like contrast. I've, I've done each one individually i've done loads of ice baths done loads of sauna but i've never done them back and forth And like
1: we've tried to manufacture it haven't we ourselves yeah yeah to varying degrees of success so where you used to live they had a hot tub into a cold yeah and a cold tub but it wasn't actually kind of like it it wasn't refrigerated it was just so like it was cold it was cold if it was cold it was cold if it was warm it was warm so like in the winter time in that setup that was pretty good true we've tried to replicate it in london to no avail no avail at all. and certainly not been successful in doing it around where we live no that'd be a that's a stretch though isn't it so like yeah
0: i mean it does make you feel really really good i think it it's decent for recovery but i do think there are far far more low-hanging fruit if you're thinking about recovery so like i just i just don't think if it's something that isn't like i say accessible even in london in the uk if it's something you've got to pay fucking like extortionate amounts for extra, if you've got to go and travel for it, maybe doing it once per month or once every two weeks or whatever if you've got access. But like going and doing it, paying loads and loads of money extra for it and, and out, going out your way, I think there's probably a better use of your time recovery-wise.
1: Well, yeah, 100%. You know I mean? It goes back to what we always say about most... like Health and fitness, effectively, is about doing the basics well. You can get in really good shape and you can get really fit and feel like a new person just from making minor adjustments in your life doing them well and doing them consistently yeah exactly <laughs> seeking out a wanky sauna and ice bath combo is, is not well he's not low hanging fruit is well, it well let's
0: break it down so it's probably going to cost you a fortune it's going to it's going to probably be at least Half an hour drive there and back, so it's a there. It's another two hours onto your week of allocating stuff to fitness. So what you actually are thinking about doing, you, you could you could potentially shop in a more in, in a better <laughs> well, you fucking. You shop su- at Waitrose. You could shop in a better supermarket. You could buy more of the like, whole food stuff, which costs more. You could upgrade your gym membership, which increases your training experience four times a week rather than doing it once every two weeks. So like, there's so much you could you could invest in a coach. There's so much you could do that would, like, jet stream your progress rather than, you know, sinking loads of money into this quick fix. And this goes to everything. Actually, it's quite a good, like, analogy into quick fixes, isn't it? Because people are
1: often guilty of, oh, fucking, I, I need mu- to solve th- something. I'm going f- <coughs> to, yeah, throw Which money because in our culture, problem. we associate price with the re- re- result slash reward. Yeah, and in most cases, that's the case. Isn't <laughs> but it? it doesn't work with health and fitness. No. Because most of the time, the best answer is actually the lowest cost solution yeah yeah i mean true i think it it doesn't doesn't cost anything to get a good night's sleep no it doesn't cost a shed load to just eat a kind of clean diet of like non-processed food yeah it costs a bit more yeah but like it doesn't cost a fortune to go to a decent gym JD membership is like 20 quid a month yeah and you can live there effectively
0: yeah yeah it's 24 hour access well yeah so if you are looking at like the basics which is basically like you know in the gym it's like 12 movements just rotated <laughs> yeah you know, like it's, it's get really really good at those movements sorted go to a decent supermarket and buy 80% of your food being like in it like from a good source sorted that's 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 two things get a good night's sleep Three th- like the basic stuff you can stack on top of each other will get you ninety
1: nine percent of the way there. Yeah, like, but it's it's because it's fucking it's because it's not glamorous, is it? It's just sexy. So it, going like, into yeah, in so the like, sauna. All this fucking wellness porn you get on like TikTok and stuff of like fucking attractive women like dripping in a sauna. Yeah, like, people can get behind that. Yeah, what isn't glamorous and what doesn't look good on TikTok is people in like the organic oil of waitros. Like yeah. deliberating over which fucking grass-fed beef they want. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. True. Because most, I mean?
0: most of the so- supermarket fucking content is this is shit. This is shit. Yeah, mate. Yeah, yeah, but so yeah. I mean, I, I think if it's accessible to you and you can do it, just because it makes you feel good, which it does, then do it. But I only do, do it, it more for like the dopamine response
1: rather than yeah the actual fucking like recovery benefits yeah so i'm not an expert in this but i think kind of recovery wise from a physiological standpoint the actual the benefits of it recovery wise are pretty like it's a bit of a gray area isn't there in the research from what i understand there's no conclusive evidence no i think it is supposed to be
0: but again i think it's more of a felt sense of recovery rather than physiologically actually again like
1: that's again that's mental though isn't it exactly that kind of that reborn feeling that you get after you've done rejuvenation like, rejuvenation yeah. yeah
0: so i think it is that rather than actually being beneficial in any in any way shape or form but like i think if you can do it and you've got access and you've got the money then fucking do it but if you are deciding between that and buying new protein fucking buy new protein because it's probably going to be better for you anyway that's ag- that's fine ag-
1: yeah. agreed right my underrated right <laughs> it's gonna be uh contentious issue is Terry Black's barbecue yeah Terry Black's barbecue is massively overrated right I disagree I rated the other gaff that we went to what was it Leroy and Lewis yeah that was good I rated that more than the infamous Terry Black's which is supposedly the best barbecue in the world by the way yeah, but this is. Again, this is. M- you've got to more- figure
0: out that you had one thing from it and you were just jarred out that it cost you so
1: much. But that's just what I mean. So, this, when I was going back to what we were talking about earlier about, like, I can't vault this massive chasm in my mind between affordability and quality. Well, because. That's way off there.
0: So, because Terry Black's is so iconic, they can charge a bit more. That's just a fact. And because it's like a. It's world renowned as like a good barbecue. So, they can up their prices a little
1: bit. But, but I actually think, right. The Americans have done themselves a disservice here because their palates are so oversaturated with flavours. They have to season everything to the nth degree now. So I think if you're a European and you have, let's be honest, a slightly more refined palate where it's not as obtuse and you're actually used to kind of delicate flavours other than sweet or salt, it's a bit overbearing. So I even find this with Chipotle, which I like. Mm. But once you get to the end of your meal, you're a bit like, Fucking hell, this chicken's rich. You know yeah, that's sort all of marinade so. of it. Like, and I found that with Terry Black's, so like, it's because it has to accommodate American taste buds, which are used to being bombarded with sweet and salty all the time. It can actually be a bit overbearing. It's almost, it's almost too seasoned.
0: Well, it's, yeah, it's, it's actually probably not the seasoning. It's the um, it's the process of the, Like they cook it for fucking hours and you know, like, it's like smoked in oak, isn't it? But that infuses it with a
1: certain taste, which probably is a little bit over. It's just overstimulating. It's just pure. It's like drinking my fucking salty electrolytes in the morning. You just hit with this like saltiness.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, to be fair, I don't know. I I wasn't that. I to be fair, I do eat a lot of salt on my food. Like that, I'm pretty pretty poor for that. Like I cover my salt my food in salt, <laughs> so that probably was why. I wasn't overfaced by but the amount of sodium. But
1: the, the we haven't talked about this. I don't think. But the same goes for bread over here. So like, I don't eat. A sh- yeah. I don't eat much bread in the UK. But when I do, I'll eat like wholemeal seeded loaf, which is very savoury. If you eat white bread here, it's basically the same as eating brioche in the UK. It's basically cake. Yeah, it is literally cake. So like you have bread with something, uh, under the pretense that it's going to be like a savoury meal, and it actually makes it sweet.
0: Yeah, I mean, they're super just obsessed with sweet stuff here. It's ridiculous. So anything they can put sugar in, they're going to put sugar in. Like, even if if you ask for a coffee from Starbucks, but you don't specify that you don't want syrup in it, they'll just, like, by default, put syrup in it. That was a good deal,
1: actually, in Dallas Airport on the way over. We all ordered three regular coffees. So what did we have? Flat whites. Flat whites, I think I had a latte. The genuine kind of shock and awe on the server's face... When we just ordered a regular coffee with like no syrup in it, no bells and whistles, no bells and whistles. She was, she was genuinely concerned that we didn't know what we were doing. Yeah, yeah. She was like, are "You sure? Um, just a just a coffee." I was like, "Yeah, just a coffee. <laughs> no, um, no fucking cakes or donuts." Yeah, no, I just, I've come to a coffee establishment. funnily enough, to order coffee.
0: Yeah, it's a bit mental. I mean, again, like it's it's just the how used they are, how used to sweet they are. I think. But I think going back to Terry Blacks, I I don't think it was overrated. I think it was some of the best meat I've had it was, exp- it was expensive I <laughs> give you've you you've had a lot of meat I've had a lot of fucking meat Um, not just in your mouth it was exp- It was expensive it was like I paid $33 for like uh, basically like a sausage a few slabs of brisket and something else and some else
1: some sides but the sides are bollocks like because you can't they wrap on the you sides. can't price sides because they wrap on the sides because they're pretty shit anyway and also they cost them nothing yeah. But it's, that's the, not meats, what it's about. the expensive thing but like I had two slithers. about what it cost then? I, I had two slithers of brisket and it cost me seventeen dollars. Yeah, you can't bolt that. You can't you? justify that. That and when I say slithers, I mean slithers.
0: Yeah, but I don't know how that happened because I had a side and like three other meats and mine only came to thirty three. Makes no sense.
1: Seventeen dollars like I'm fifth, well, no, like both of my parents are northern, right. So mm. at heart I am basically a Yorkshireman. That I the part of me died inside when the cashier said $17. And then the best bit of this, right, because of, the fucking, because of American tip culture, uh-huh. I then had to pay more for some bird to move these two slivers of brisket onto my tray. And apparently, that warrants a tip.
0: Yeah, the tip culture is wild. But I mean, that You'd is be- again, right, just so, something you've got to accept.
1: So this is marketed, right, as well. Terry Black's marketed as a restaurant. U Q, right... And then you basically serve yourself food, and then carry it to a table. At no point am I being waited on in this process.
0: They make, must make a fucking fortune because it's like a <laughs> it's like a mill. they just like yeah. you know, you <laughs> just queue in, <laughs> you go, you sit down, you eat, and then you fucking do, it's a con- you're
1: continual fucking, conveyor belt of people. You're doing it's insane. All, you're doing all the graft, and then tipping them. It's genius. Mental. It's fucking it's so genius retarded. that.
0: But that, I mean, it's true. I, th- I think it's uh it's it's expensive. But I, I expected it. Again, the reason I wasn't so so surprised was because the guy in the fucking sauna the day before was like, "You're gonna love it. You're gonna end up spending a hundred bucks." And I was like, "Fucking hell!" I, so I got myself prepped and ready to spend like over eighty dollars. Yeah, so you $80. just manage your expectations. Yeah. So, you, so I, because I spent thirty-three, I was like, "Oh, sweet. That's fucking good." But like um i would go back i
1: don't think you would no i won't be going back no i'll be going back <laughs> <laughs> hey, but We've- what you can do right is you and jim can go back to terry black's drop me at chipotle on the way and i'll just fucking wrap in chipotle while you're at terry black's and then you pick me up on the way back yeah you'll have spent about
0: a quarter of the money uh, For probably more food probably more scrum yeah <laughs> certainly more carbs anyway yeah so uh obviously we disagree on that but um, reason to be cheerful.
1: Finally, got it right. right so son. we're going to move back onto what we were touching on earlier. And reasons to be cheerful. This is kind of like the comedy. Well, we can only speak from experience, so this is going to be about the comedy scene. Yeah,
0: we're, this, this is the this, standout the moment. The of
1: specific our... scenario or the specific kind of circumstance that we found ourselves in earlier in the week which if you deconstruct is mental yeah this is definitely
0: the standout moment in austin so far yeah so for anyone who doesn't know joe rogan has a comedy store called the mothership in austin in in the middle of like downtown austin he just opened it basically joe rogan is super wealthy and so he doesn't need to make any money off this fucking thing so it's a it's just exclusively a passion project for him. So he pumps all of his money into it he fucking pays the comedians really really well. The tickets are pretty pretty moderately priced. he because he's got such a pull in terms of his network he can bring ridiculous names on So anyway we knew it was going to be really really good. Um, and typically the mothership has like random comics basically playing random nights of, of, of comedy. but every now and then Joe Rogan and friends will, will play.
1: So this is basically like when Joe Rogan fancies doing a bit of stand-up, because obviously like, one of the many strings to his bow is that he is a stand-up comedian. Yeah, which people so, forget, right? So basically when he's in town and he's got some friends about, he'll put on one of these nights basically just to keep his fucking iron in the firework. Yeah,
0: exactly. So it's like every three or four weeks, whatever. And one of my mates actually sent me a, a post by Joe Rogan that was like saying he was going to play at the Mothership on Tuesday this week and so i instantly got because i knew it'd go pretty quick and i was like i instantly clicked the thing and bought all our tickets i was like fuck it will you send me the money and then we found out later this week that those tickets were on sale for a total of about two and a half hours
1: and then reselling for about two hundred dollars or whatever yeah insane so and we it, got we managed to pick them up for like forty dollars forty dollars each, $40 yeah. each. So that it's was in, at, that was insane. At face value, that sounds expensive, but if we then go we go on to explain what we got for that money. Exactly. It pales into insignificance, doesn't it?
0: Yeah, so this comedy store is fucking hoofing, right? So you queue you queue round the corner, uh, and then you come in. And I I think I had an idea that they take your phone off you somehow. But anyway, I, I
1: told you. Well I oh, did you, okay. Yeah. I'd heard rumblings because it's kinda like a bit alternative and Joe Rogan wants to do things he wants to do everything in in his powers to make it about the comics so I think a real pet peeve of comedians is that people are always on their phones or talking or or talking so like he's literally streamlined the entire experience so it's kind of suited for comics it's It's a comics club yeah so so when you go in, you get this little sleeve to put your
0: phone and any like watches that might buzz in, whatever. So you turn it off. You put this thing, and it's like a locked sleeve. Yeah. So I was wondering how they're gonna do it. Like, how are they gonna take like 400 iPhones and give you back the right one? It's just mental. So they don't take it off you, but they give you this like locked sleeve, and then you take that into the thing. You can't get into it until they they unlock it. Um, you go through the door, and they're like, right, there's a minimum of minimum of two drinks. You can't you can't order not you can't order one. You have to have two, which is funny anyway. Like that's just. Is to get you just inebriated enough to enjoy the experience, um, and so you sit down in and it's a super intimate room. What's that? how big is it? Like big as this? Like <laughs> pretty much?
1: Yeah, it's hard one to quantify. Really, it's probably the size of like two tennis courts or something. A yeah, tennis maybe court. not even
0: that. Maybe it's a tennis court. Yeah, yeah. so it's super. In- we were sat like bang in the middle, probably about five meters from the, s- the stage, and there's probably about maybe hundred and. 120 people in there maybe yeah a few hundred like max that. yeah so it's, it's a tiny venue anyway and, um, and the first guys that come out, and it's, like I say, it's Joe Rogan and Friends. So we know eventually Joe Rogan's going to be on. but We but don't the, know but like anyone the, yeah, it's else. A,
1: it's a hidden bill. So you know that Joe Rogan's going to fucking peer, appear at some point. But yeah. other than that, it's a lucky dip. Yeah. You literally don't know who's going to be there.
0: And anecdotally beforehand, because we're like, I guess we're not too farmed up on the American comedy scene,
1: are we? <laughs> <No>. But <laughs> I, the only
0: fucking people we know of.
1: I know. But basically, put it this way. I know about three American comedians. Correct. Well, about four. And, well including joe rogan and three of them turned <laughs> up that night <laughs> yeah exactly the same <laughs> so the our, only other u.s well the only other two u.s comedians i know who didn't turn up were bill burr and dave chappelle andrew schultz and well. andrew schultz yeah so, it, like,
0: so it's, it's its insane when you think about it so the people we were like joking around beforehand we were like oh fuck, i can't imagine if he was there it'd be crazy like we've been here for like four days and we've seen the best and we were like Cause we we're literally watching like his TikTok clips the day before, yeah. um, and anyway, they they have like the lower or the the, um, the smaller names go on first, and it builds up, and then they brought this guy on. Who they, they bring? they bring on first? Was it Theo Von was first, wasn't
1: he? What of the people that we know? Yeah. Was it, so it, so it, so, it, so just to kind of like contextualize this for forty dollars, we got I think six comedians and two and two and a bit hours worth of comedy, and of those six comedians. One of them was Theo Vaughn. Who's got about 5 million followers and has been on. and He's like fucking touring the globe. One of them was Shane Gillis. Yeah. Who is arguably like one of the top 5 stand up comedians in the world. He's got right a Netflix now. special. <laughs> yeah. And then obviously Joe Rogan. We got Joe Rogan for like 90 minutes. Who is like the godfather of podcasting. And like, I mean, like, what can't he do? Yeah, he's fucking mad. He's just it, like. <laughs> he should just be stood in this really kind of intimate room about 10 feet away from these people was mental.
0: Absurd. And and like we say, like we joked around, like I imagine if he'd be there. And literally our entire was. dream bill came out that fucking yeah, yeah. And to be fair, the the smaller names who we hadn't heard of were fantastic as well. But so to, they were hilarious. But
1: so like, we obviously saw them as kind of unknowns and smaller comics, but I think they are actually still pretty like established oh, yeah, they US are. So comics. So the other one had a Netflix
0: special as well. That's what I mean. So it was it was insane and like we we've said a few times to to each other since then that is like a once in a lifetime like comedy experience you will never get again
1: you don't get that nowadays like that kind of like such big names on the same bill for such a small amount of money so i always remember in an intimate setting as well my my mom had the opportunity when she was at college to see i think madness perform at like d-side leisure center in chester (laughs) before they were madness when they were like the body snatchers or whatever. And it was always one of those like moments of like of regret 'cause she never got to see them. Right, okay. That's in my mind The same thing, yeah. The same thing. It's like you will never get a comedy bill. No chance. That kind of established.
0: And in that sort of a, a that sort of a, Yeah. Arena so as they well.
1: Could, that, that, like, those three comics alone, so like Joe Rogan, Shane Gillis, Theo Vaughn could feasibly They joined forces and did an arena tour. They could sell out like Madison Square Gardens Easy, like, a couple easily. of times over yeah, if yeah. they're yeah. on the same bill.
0: Well, they've probably done that individually. I'd imagine Shane Gillis has sort of sold out some ridiculous venue. Yeah. So anyway, so but, like, <laughs> like I say, hundred people, and we're Oh,
1: fucking crap. <laughs> <laughs> well, should we just carry on? We're near the end now. We might as well. we just plough through. Okay, well, we're pl- gonna it through. If through. you are watching on YouTube, apologies, apologies. You've, it's just gone dark.
0: Yeah, but I mean, keep listening. We're near the finish. So anyway, <laughs> the reason we be cheerful is is the mothership. And if you ever come to Austin, I um I f- thoroughly recommend it. <laughs> yes. Uh, uh, and we'll continue to give you recommendations as we go through. But that um that kind that of dr- Tuesday night was unbelievable.
1: Yeah, and that draws a close to today's episode, which we apologise has been a bit cuffed. Well, I've we had a lot on our plate this week, as you as you've now heard.
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't think only has been that cuffed. It's the problem has been the setup, so we're gonna refine that for
1: next week, people. Um, yeah, anyway, this is completely new to us. Like we're operating in un- unknown territories behind enemy lines. It? Behind enemy lines. Yeah.
0: So uh, if you've watched all the way until this moment, then make sure you like, subscribe, and do all the business next um, week. Yeah,
1: should be slightly more prepared because aren't you going to interview me
0: correct yes so next week obviously so I I had this idea because we've done a few
1: interview-esque episodes with Ed interviewing me so like all of our early episodes were effectively like they interview were style. Yeah. and there's a lot the first kind of like six lifting the lids which were the first episodes we did were all basically me cherry picking kind of your recollection military of, career, of yeah. the military of your, like, the Marines yeah
0: yeah, so we're going to flip the script next week, uh, and I'll be interviewing Ed, um, just about everything, and we're going to go go through the whole thing. So,
1: tune in for that next this week. That'll be <laughs> on what the twenty first. Is this going to be like when Emily Mike has interviewed Prince Andrew? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Can't sweat. It's like, yeah, it's like <laughs> stuff go full Paxman on me. Just like, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to get I'm going to get to
0: grips with everything. Uh, but yes, thanks for watching, people, and we'll see you next week.
1: Goodbye.